0: Yo, what is up guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Off the Rip podcast with the undeniable and ruthless co-hosts Mike and D. On this podcast, we talk about current events and sports, pop culture and politics. Now, we aren't a huge pod, so we'd appreciate if you guys shared and uh, showed what you're listening to, what you're putting in your ears. And uh, if you followed the podcast Instagram, uh, it's at OTR underscore pod underscore. Now that all that's out of the way, the housekeeping's done. uh, Let's get this bitch rolling. Now, I'll give it off to my co-host, the real G, Mike.
1: What's up, guys? Back with another week, uh, like D said. Glad you're all back. All the loyals that are listening again, welcome back. And if anyone new is listening, welcome in. Uh, we got a good one for you guys today. Uh, I thought it would be a cool idea, uh, for me and Dee to go through like modern history, not even modern, but just like all of history and point out like a bunch of like really badass women throughout history that like made an impact to the world that didn't get a lot of mainstream representation or maybe had gotten like convoluted through like their male counterparts. So that's what this main episode is going to be on—is you know just giving those women you know that credit and like you know looking at the badass shit that they did and provided to the world, which actually changed the lives of all of us, Blessings, at least in some for way. Sure. Yeah. So that's going to be the main latter half of the pod. But like D said, we're always into current events. So without further ado, we just got to start off with Super Bowl, bro. Uh, <clears throat> did you see that clip, bro, of Kelsey damn near fucking? slicing andy reed's fucking throat open yeah what the fuck was that about i don't know i truly have no idea i know isaiah pacheco fumbled but like then he like went up to andy reed and like fucking slapped him and was like put me in keep me in i keep seeing just memes where it's like yo my fucking girlfriend's here bro i gotta show out give me the fucking ball yeah (laughs) but they never really like said because they kept getting asked that in like hella interviews like you know what were you saying to andy reed like what was the whole point of that and they're just like well you know we were just i was just telling him i love him they're just like shrugging it off but i feel like it was like an in-game moment thing and he actually got like fucking pissed and yeah then they ended up winning so he was like ah what a day <laughs> yeah not caring but i don't know what did you think of that i feel like you should never fucking hit your coach yeah you definitely shouldn't i think his temper just gets
0: well they do things he's like i mean okay He's a superstar, right? He's been getting a lot of attention. I'm sure his ego is quite inflated at this point in time. So I'm sure that's just him thinking like I am super important. When in reality, it's fucking a lot of other people out there. Coaches put in the game plan. He spent the fucking time to do this shit, and he's like at that point in time too. At that in the game, though both teams were pretty shitty, but the Chiefs were
1: shittier. Yeah, they were. So they weren't doing too hot in the beginning.
0: On that part, I think they're just like, it's just, you know, tensions are high. You're frustrated. You're like, what the fuck, bro? You said the shit was going to work. So everybody gets there. The differences is that there are some people that can keep their head and be like, whatever, dude. I know you got me. Like I believe in your game plan.
1: Yeah. The best, one of the best coaches in like the world.
0: Yeah. So he just lost his cool. Uh, I, I actually kind of like praise Andy Reid for not like actually letting like the media get to it and be like, it in some convoluted thing because he knows he's like he's in a key part of our team he's like i also know i'm a key coach so he's like i'm gonna cover for this guy be like you know we were just uh, that's the game you know emotional or whatever yeah because like he could throw him under the bus but he chooses to be a leader and just take the brunt of all those questions and all that stuff so
1: that was really cool to see from him yeah he's really humble i do think it's funny how like travis kelsey like everyone like fucking kind of hates his ass and they're like this asshole but then jason kelsey they're like oh my sweet little teletubby teddy bear <laughs> they're i love him so like it's very like different between both the kelseys like the fan perception of them i feel like yeah i, I saw another thing too some guy commented like if travis kelsey was black he would have been thrown out of that fucking game and then kicked out of the stadium <laughs> i don't think that would have been the case but i just thought that shit was funny yeah no uh another th- oh i just had d watch the halftime performance he didn't get a chance to watch it live Thoughts, 1 to 10. First off, Usher's performance, 1 to 10.
0: Uh, It wasn't bad. I'd probably say like a 7-2. Like, it wasn't good. It wasn't great. There were things that I didn't like and did like. The one thing I will say is that I have said this since the very beginning when they announced that Usher was going to be the fucking person in there. If Usher didn't bring out a fucking artist or 10 like he did, yeah. he was going to have no songs to perform because all of his best songs are features or part of other people's songs or he has a million other features as we saw with the super bowl i saw him play his two or three good songs in the beginning and then that was it
1: yeah then it was like uh when, whereas where's yeah yeah <laughs>
0: pretty much it was like where's all the good shit and then fucking that's how come with like rihanna last year that's the difference too is that rihanna has banger after banger by herself yeah
1: hit 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 hit, hit yeah
0: but like he really did need to bring in eight other artists in order to be relevant
1: I think he did very well. <clears throat> I would give him probably like a 7-8 close to an 8. <clears throat> I think he fucking killed it. Homie was sweating fucking buckets, bro. I felt bad for him. Like, he's dancing and singing. Like, he was going, like, hard as shit. Yeah. I give him, like, props. He, like, put on a kick-ass performance and, like, actually, like, balled the fuck out. So I think he did great. Yeah. I honestly thought his was a little... Honestly, it could have been probably, like, an 8-5 if he brought JB out. Okay. Okay if he would have brought justin bieber out that shit would have actually been a madhouse like if they would have saved justin bieber for the very end yeah like they thought it was gonna end it like oh where is justin bieber and then they fucking pop justin bieber out and then they do like somebody to love (laughs) that shit would have been like probably close to a fucking eight and a half yeah overall i think he fucking killed it he had a few slip-ups with like when he was trying to do, I don't know why the fuck you wouldn't even sk- want to put skates on. Yeah, I wouldn't even risk that shit. I'd be like, I'll stay in the J's. You fucking other backup dancers, you can do the whole Sonic shit and do the fucking roller skating shit. I'm staying on the fucking stage because when he tried to slide under, I think Will I Am was it? Yeah, he and like kind of I-
0: gets his <laughs> fucking
1: face hit by Will I Am's nuts. Yeah, dude, Will I Am didn't open his legs up enough, so Usher was like, because I even I saw when Usher was going to do it. He looked there and he was like, oh fuck, he's not open wide enough. This isn't gonna work. And he was like, oh, and he like <laughs> tried to squeeze through and he like barely fucking like wedged through and then tried to get up and fucking almost <laughs> fell back. But other than like those few little slip-ups, I think he fucking killed it.
0: Yeah. For me, I just noticed that he didn't sing half of his songs either. Cause he was dancing. I will say his dancing was fucking dope.
1: His dancing was like A tier. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That was that was next level. Like that's some cool ass performing shit. But he didn't sing half of his songs. Yeah, you know. So yeah, part of the part of the performance aspect for me. Yeah,
1: and that's why Michael Jacksons will always be considered one of probably one of if not the greatest because he can do it all. Yeah, <laughs> he can sing every fucking word and be dancing somehow. Fucker was like not He's human, stiff, bro. But, but yeah, overall, I thought he I thought he killed it. Yeah. Did you think it was better than Rihanna's? No.
0: Again, if you can't sing more than three songs alone, then. Probably not a good artist to begin with.
1: Yeah. I would say from the song catalog point, Rihanna just kills it because she has just so many like hits. Yeah. As a performing aspect of like performance at the Super Bowl, I think Usher shits on him. Shits on her. Granted, she was pregnant and she was literally just standing there the whole time. I mean, that's cool. You're singing and shit, but like. Ushers was cool because, like, he's doing shit. He's, like, flipping. He's fucking dancing. He's jumping around. Like, it was, like, a little entertaining in that way. But yeah. in terms of, like, the music catalog itself, yeah, Rihanna just shits on him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, now that
1: we see the Chiefs are winners, you think they're going to 3 next year? Probably. Dude, did you watch? You watched the very ending of it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that shit looks like a little fucking, like, rigged low-key. <laughs> It was like, I I say it looked rigged, but if Patrick Mahomes is actually that fucking clutch, that's insane. Crazy, right? Like, that made no... Like, why are they not tackling his ass? He's running straight through the fucking middle of the field and gets like 30 yards as a QB, and no one fucking tackles him? Yeah. That makes zero fucking sense to me. I feel like they're they're like not hitting him straight up. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like, please go to the end zone pretty fucking much. Yeah. But that final play that Andy Reid that trick play that they did to like actually win it that shit was fucking insane smart right? the timing of it had to be perfect so yeah that shit was actually you know clutch as shit they deserved that final touchdown i yeah like they got the dub for sure it's just weird how they're always at a deficit and then they always come back every fucking time yeah why can't they just do good all the time <laughs> why do they like to be like let's shit the fucking bed the first half and let the people think we might lose and then we'll come back Some teams always, I will say, some teams do have like a second half mentality. Where it's like, let's kind of get shit on and then save our energy for the end when it really matters kind of thing. Well, I don't think
0: people do it intentionally. I think they're just like, fuck, man. Like, Some teams have like hope. If you look at the 49ers bench, I think it's a mentality thing, truly. The Chiefs don't ever believe it's over because they have Patrick Mahomes and everybody like that. And they have playmakers. So to them, they're like, this guy will score fucking 30 seconds on the clock. So it really doesn't matter to us. As long as we keep it close, it doesn't matter. The 49ers, on the other hand, are like, we got to gruel this whole thing out every single fucking quarter. Otherwise, we're going to suck dick. And that was the case. Like, if you looked, I was trying to pay attention to, like, the faces of the players yeah. as it pans. And fucking Christian McCaffrey's like, fuck, we're going to lose. In the fourth quarter, though. In the fourth quarter, he's already looking like that. There's plenty of people that just don't have, like, the mentality or, like, coaches don't instill that in them to be like hey, man, you got to realize we could go to fucking four more quarters after this. You got to be ready
1: for that. I think a part of it, too, is that their leader isn't the best person on the team, like how the Chiefs is. Like Patrick Mahomes is the leader, and he's the best player player on that fucking team. Everyone looks up to him, and they're like, what do we do, sir? (laughs) Like ready to fucking charge into battle. Brock Purdy was ass, bro. He didn't do shit the entire game. Christian McCaffrey literally carried the fucking 49ers on his fucking back. Every time that dude had the ball, he was fucking... "Mm -hmm." Fucking launching his back through the fucking D-line and getting, like, 20 yards. If they didn't have Christian McCaffrey, they would have gotten blown out. They would have gotten straight up blown out. Because Debo didn't get to do shit. He was guarded so fucking bad, he couldn't even catch the ball, like, not even fucking once. Yeah. and then He also broke his shoulder. Did you hear that? Did he? Yeah. Like, in the third quarter, broke his shoulder
0: and then came back into the game to play.
1: Yeah, bro. I mean, it's not like he did shit anyway in the beginning, so it's not like they lost a key fucking player. If Christian McAfee would have broke his fucking shoulder, it would have been a Jeej. Might as well just walk off. (laughs) Straight the fuck up. Even Brock Purdy said, though, he was like, I didn't put my team in a position to win at all.
0: Yeah. Some of that comes with experience, too. He is, you know.
1: He's never been there before. Nerves probably got on fucking Bro, if you looked at him during
0: the fucking game, this is what I'm talking about. He looks like I'm fucking terrified to be here, but he played like that, too. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, what else do you expect? Like I feel like he's never been here.
1: He was pretty calm and composed in the beginning, which was weird. But when he started to be like, oh, shit, like they're kind of coming back, I think it's the nerves really started to get to him. Then he's like, we're about to blow the 10, 10 point lead. And then he shit the bed. Yeah. Whereas, like you said, Patrick Mahomes is just like, till that fucking timer's out, I'm probably going to win. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. he just, in his head, he's like, I'm winning usually. Like, I'll make it happen. He's a winner, bro. He sure. puts it in his own hands too. If he wasn't the quarterback, they would have lost. Two of those fucking plays, he got the first down on that final drive. He literally just said, fuck you. I'm not trusting you to, with my dynasty. I'm going to fucking carry this ball myself. I'll be running back yeah. straight up. And he just fucking charges right through. It's insane. One thing that is kind of annoying me though is like, they're already like that whole Brady comparison. I don't think he's close to Brady yet. He's not close yet. Yeah, he's like, well, he's about He's halfway. definitely number 2 all time, I'd say. Do you think he's past Montaňa yet? No, because Montaňa has 4 rings. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I think he's the third best like all time. Like undeniably. I think Troy Aikman even has four, more
0: rings than he does. Oh, no, no, no. Troy has two. Troy Troy Aikman has two rings.
1: Yeah. The only other person would be like Peyton Manning. Do you think he's above Peyton Manning now? Uh I'd say so.
0: Nah, cause he hasn't played long enough.
1: In terms, of, but that's like the crazy thing is how young he is and how like many champions he's championships he's already has at such a young age. But the main point I'm trying to get at is he's not fucking near Brady. Like people are saying, some people are saying he's already better than Brady, which is insane to me considering Brady has way more chips and he fucking beat him twice. Once in the Super Bowl and the other time in the playoffs. Oh, he's shit. 2-0 against him. So he'll always hold that over Patrick Mahomes head forever. Oh yeah. I beat you in the Super Bowl and I beat you in the playoffs. I'm 2-0 against you and I have, and no, he's not, he's not close to Tom Brady yet. Like people are saying
0: it is kind of the same thing about like whenever people like compare MJ and Kobe, but MJ fucking beat Kobe head to head. So that's when it's like. Bro, if the fucking goat beats you, you're you'll always be number two. That's what I mean. Straight like, up. yeah,
1: exactly. Like, if you get beat, like, and that record's perfect, there's really no question. Like, there's no denying it. Yeah, that's why it's like the MJ Lebron debate. It's a little tough because they never really got a chance to play head to head together. That would have been very interesting. Yeah, you know, that would have been something that we could actually use to definitively say this ends the fucking like debate. But they never had that opportunity. Damn. This one we have straight fucking proof. You got beat two zero. In the playoffs and at the grandest stage of them all, by the goat, yeah. when he was old as fuck, <laughs> not even prime. Like
0: retiring, retiring year. year. Yeah. Oh no, no, he, next year he retired. The year after he retired.
1: But like his walking off with the fucking cane, he beat your ass. Yeah, yeah. So Brady,
0: he also went to a brand new team, new year, new fucking head coach, new OC, new fucking spot.
1: That cements it, bro. Yeah. Like I don't think he'll ever pass Tom Brady for that reason, unless he gets eight. Yeah. If he gets eight, okay you're the goat <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah. even if you tie him at seven i will still think tom brady's better than you because he beat you twice yeah and you've never beat him once but on to the next thing did you see after the game that fucking weird ass fucking tweet that biden put on his presidential twitter account yeah with I did homelander's see eyes and it, it was literally just like we drew it up. yeah just like we drew it up what do you think of that shit your initial thoughts
0: I don't know. I don't really I, let it influence me. Because really. I have
1: a deeper fucking kind of story behind it that some people are see- like saying.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I truly think that it really is just like them being themselves already. Like we are the fucking Terminator type shit. And I'm just like nothing I can really do about that other than just be better for myself.
1: But like a lot of people were saying like, is he saying like that the NFL is scripted or what's he talking about? Because another thing that happened during the Super Bowl was apparently in a helicopter six billionaires Like from a different country. They're like billionaires in charge of like a shitloads of money. The helicopter went down and killed all six of them. The the banker, the billionaire, and then his wife and his son, and then another crypto billionaire. They all just went and died and no one really knows the cause of it. They're doing an investigation. But what people are saying is interesting is like those people died. And then Biden after puts that weird ass fucking picture with Homelander's eyes. And then in the show, the boys remember when he fucking destroys that plane with all those important people on it. And oh, kills yeah. Them all? Yeah. So people are like, obviously, it's that's probably not the case, but it's just like a conspiracy. But it's like, that's kind of odd that that all kind of went down. And people are saying he's saying just like we drew it up, not in reference to the Super Bowl, like being rigged or whatever, but to shooting down that fucking plane and killing those people. Yeah. A little far fetched, but I still thought it was kind of interesting. The few puzzle pieces that kind of connect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For me, I'm always just like... I know you're always just
1: a big yeah, conspiracy, dumb shit, but...
0: Well, if we think about this logically, I really think it is more of like a distraction thing. It gets people to do that. And it gets people to think of a theory and think of all this and then basically look away from like something else that's actually happening. So there's probably something going on in the background right now that'll come out later. Like that new bill that they're trying to pass for foreign aid. Like that's that's happening right now. It just had a uh, vote in the Senate, and it passed.
1: What do you mean for foreign aid? Like, so, for Ukraine and shit again? Uh,
0: no, it just says... I think it's just, like, foreign aid bill. I think it's supposed to do uh, have something to do with Gaza. Like, the Gaza Strip. Oh, shit. And, like, we're supposedly, like, trying to, like, not escalate that, but we're passing foreign aid bills to give to these people. It makes no sense, but, like, that's something that was just happening. That's why I think, like, sometimes that stuff is... Like, oh, let me be a clown. But then, like, this other stuff is happening in the background.
1: I'm surprised like, we're not at, like, the impeach stage yet for this senile fucker, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not fit. He hasn't been fit. Who's a running our country? It's not him. Kamala Harris is president. <laughs> oh, shit. She's president right now, bro, because it's not Joe Biden. Fucker can't even wipe his ass. Yeah. But on off of the Super Bowl topic... Vultures One dropped, Kanye West's newest album. I would rate it a solid eight out of 10. D, what would you rate it? One to 10?
0: Yeah, I'm going to. I don't know. It's hard for me because I really do like. Okay. I love the beat on every single song. But everything I hear from the word standpoint, I'm just like, yeah, this is garbage. (laughs) And then I'm like. But then like the fucking beat gets going and I start fucking shaking my shoulders and I'm like, all right, fuck. So from that standpoint, I'll give him like a seven six.
1: Seven it's pretty six pretty solid. Yeah. Definitely not Kanye's best, but it's not his worst. No. Uh I yeah, like D said, I think the beats are fucking insane on that shit. Like obviously it's Kanye though. That's the standard we expect. I yeah, wouldn't expect yeah. anything less. Uh like D was saying, Kanye's lyrics, you know, Kanye, he says like some weird shit sometimes. Some of it it's like, ooh, okay, Kanye. And some of it's like Connie, what the hell are you talking about, man? But I think Ty Dolla Sign fucking did his thing on that album, bro. His hooks, his melody, like his voice. I think he, you know, floated with all of those fucking beats very well. So I got to give Ty Dolla Sign his fucking props on that shit. He he fucking floated on that. Uh My favorite songs, if you guys are haven't listened to it yet, these are the ones I would recommend you go listen to. Fuck Some. <laughs> that one's fire, bro. Carnival paid and i fucking love just the straight up title track vultures bro yeah i've been bumping that shit for fucking way before this album even dropped i fucking love that song and that one kanye actually has a the best fucking verse yeah on that one so that's what i would say i'm sure d would agree with me those are probably the best songs on the album
0: yeah i agree i like nonetheless i'm being nitpicky but yeah i mean for the most part kanye really did do a great job as far as putting together this fucking album i mean he was often i hope so bitch if you're fucking sitting in the desert fucking but, barefoot <laughs> and fucking got a little compound going if you came out with anything but fucking greatness i would be upset yeah but i was telling mike this earlier but i think he would have done better off like from an artistical standpoint somebody else could have gotten these beats and made them into cooler songs than what they are but the fact that they're cool as fuck the way they are is super amazing and that just shows like the artistic ability of him making beats and then like you said Ty Dolla Signs like uh, his ability to make melodies his ability to make hooks it is what makes the album better than what it should be yeah in all realistic standpoint
1: cause like when he dropped "Kids See ghost with Kid Cudi bro I fucking love that album he, yeah. he lets Kid Cudi fucking float on that shit with his fucking mm, humming and shit yeah but if it was the next album that connie does where it's a solo project that i'll be very interested to see yeah if he does it and i was telling d this earlier today if he ever does a joint album with fucking travis scott oh my gosh that'll be fucking crazy
0: it'll be fire yeah
1: uh this one it's not very recent i know you guys have seen this shit everywhere but me and d never got the chance to talk about it to you guys the drake leak his dick pic dick vid oh yeah how is he, I told you this, but how the hell could someone be so fucking blessed in life to have legitimately everything? Yeah. Everything. The guys built different, bro. Shit just amazes me. If you guys haven't seen the Drake League fuckers pack in probably like an 11 inch soft dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Straight up, bro. That shit's like an anaconda. I personally wouldn't want my dick that big. Straight up. This is, he's fucking he like has to wrangle it. The tip of his dick is dragging against concrete when he walks like on the sidewalk.
0: All the all the memes where they're like they put the little handle from the gym, you know, the one where you do tricep pull, push pushdowns with the rope? Yeah. That's like what it was.
1: Straight up. Yeah.
0: He could fuck like if he wanted to, he could fucking hit Adonis over the head with it and it might fucking kill him.
1: Fuck. It's crazy to think Adonis came out of that fucking serpent. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> But I'm sure you guys heard about that leak. I just wanted to bring it up that that fucker is probably one of the most luckiest blessed humans on Earth. Yeah. Uh, last thing before we get into the historic women, the Deadpool 3 trailer. Did you get the chance to watch that shit? No. Bro, that shit looks like it's actually going to be fucking dope. Oh, it really? It might actually save the MCU for a little bit. Because, And here's the reason why, bro. It's going to be the first Red Band trailer to be released. And what that basically means is you can't watch it unless you're fucking 18. Like if it's r-rated like the trailer is going to show like bad shit so even the trailer is going to be like oh wow um and that's like i was saying in one of the like old recent pods if you've been listening these r-rated superhero movies is what the fucking mcu needs we want gore we want funny shit we're done with this fucking little kid hulk is nice with glasses shit like i said i want hulk to just clap someone's fucking head in and burst it like mortal Kombat. <laughs> i want that shit popped like a fucking cherry bro yeah but i guess it really
0: is kind of like because we uh explained before earlier on earlier pods how the boys has a lot of success and it is because of that gory aspect invincible yeah invincible as well and it's just a cartoon yeah but people do like that and want to see that so like you said I apparently think we're getting play. a date
1: soon for invincible too Fucking a. like in the next coming weeks, we're gonna have a, a date. A I date. need <laughs> fucking episodes. <laughs> yeah, no, we're getting a date, bro. And then that date's gonna probably be like in three years. Dog, just fucking make 10 episodes. Take the time.
0: Fucking make the episode. We have AI now. Have AI write that shit for you.
1: That's what I mean, bro. I'm just gonna have to buy the fucking comic books and read it. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to be go to that fucking nerd that much of a nerd level because I need to know the fucking story, bro. Yeah. Now it's getting kind of annoying towards like. Not Pe- even people much. are gonna start losing interest if you don't hurry the fuck up straight up yeah there's absolutely. gonna be another show there's gonna be another gory fucking superhero you gotta hurry dude <laughs> you gotta s- bump these out that Rick and Morty was almost there like I was like where's Rick and Morty I'm losing a little bit of fucking interest straight up did you watch them all No not yet <laughs> I'm going to though they're
0: actually pretty good I think the one where uh, he gets to Rick prime is like episode five or something like that okay
1: okay so he does get to him yeah, okay I bet now, next time when we walk, uh, this next time on cardio, yeah, put cardio it on. day, that's what I'm gonna. Be. Every cardio day, I'm gonna just knock it out. Nice. Um But yeah, the trailer looked fucking dope. They didn't show Hugh Jackman in it, but they showed like a shadow of him, like opening his fucking Wolverine claws over Deadpool. And bro, Ryan Reynolds is fucking hilarious, bro. Yeah, this this movie's gonna be funny as shit. I'm watching Deadpool three is one of the first Marvel movies in a long time where I might go watch that shit not opening day but like maybe like three days after <laughs> oh, no opening day <laughs> opening day is like for like the crazy fuckers and it's yeah. a, and then it's annoying to me because I don't like when people are like clapping in the movie and fucking cheering and shit because then you can't even hear what the fuck he says five minutes after like, like quit it like end game it made sense it was like holy the shit, there was moments in that where it's like you can't really not say shit but like normal MC movies when people are like cheering and they're like oh, I fucking love Ant-Man it's like shut the fuck up bro i fucking love ant man but anyway on to the main uh portion of the podcast badass women in history oh before we do that did we talk about the grammys oh no i don't think we did travis got snubbed that's all there is to it who the fuck is what's the name mike fucking who Killer Mike Killer Mike <laughs> I've heard I heard that album bro It's Yeah it's lyrical It's fucking got that whole shit But it's not The best rap album of the year You
0: don't I, uh, judge that
1: shit off lyrical You judge it off The fucking impact To rap
0: Okay This is what I was wondering it Was basically off of that Because I think back in the I came upon this When I was listening to Songs with my dad this weekend And like the Like he was talking about The music or whatever And just, like, the style of rap that it was was, like, it had to be melodic. It had to have, like, double meanings. It had to, like, it had to be good as far as being lyrical. And the beat was just kind of, it was the same beat throughout the entire fucking song. But some dude was, like, rapping. And that's what made it cool. was, like, he was telling a story, basically. But I was, like, I had to think of that. And I was, like, damn. Okay, cool. That's, like, I bet you that's how they judged this fucking album in comparison to, like, the way rap is now.
1: And that's, that's what I was gonna just come back with is that is how it was back in the day. That is how it should have been judged. Yeah. But I don't think people realize how much rap has fucking changed from when, like the 90s. Cause we went through that whole fucking clout era with Lil Pump and fucking Smoke Perp and that was rap for a little bit. That one, yeah, all, that shit was all ass. Yeah. But that's what rap was if you you like that fucking boring lyrical shit during that clout fucking era would not have done well at all and it didn't no one wanted to listen to that shit we wanted that fucking little pump dumb fucking ear rape shit (laughs) that's what we liked yeah and now we're at a new stage where it's like a little bit more kind of like fucking crazy ass beat with just like you know hype we want hype shit pretty much that's what rap has turned into and I think that's where it needs to be judged we need to judge rap off what it currently is because if we judge it back off what it used to be then yeah Killer Mike fucking you deserved the Grammy bro yeah but that's not what rap is like all those old heads fucking they're they're out bruh they're listening to that old music still because that's all they fucking like they listen to the old shit we're on new shit now we gotta judge the new shit with what it is not off what it used to be fair enough and I think Travis Scott had the best rap album of the year yeah. Do you think we should
0: stop... Do you think we should eliminate the rap category and just do artists, songs, uh, like, what was the other... Like, producers, things like that, where it's just, like, more individualized? Because and they, like And that, include all genres? Uh, no, not include all genres. But, like, rap has its own division. Like, you're only gonna fuck with the people in rap. Kind of like our NCAA basketball, there's division one, two, and three.
1: Yeah, I think if we split it up and divided it, that would make more sense. And if then we need to have, like lyrical rap and then we need hype rap we need emo rap because there's three different kinds yeah yeah yeah. there's three different kinds of rap and they all fuse together and they all have their own separate you know attributes to them
0: yeah because i think like wait i I think i agree with you with what you're saying because i even said it here in my notes but i was just like there's an older style of rap that is dying off that is no longer like people no longer consume that type of content in that form
1: yeah like Nas, he was nominated king's Dead 3. No one wants to listen to that shit again. Maybe if I was fucking 56 years old, I'd think that shit was hard, but I'm a young fucking buck. I want to jump up and down and get litty.
0: Yeah. That's why I'm like, basically what I was saying in this was just, uh, if it comes down to lyricism, then Killer Mike deserves the win. Oh yeah, 100%. But I agree with you that modern rap has changed the game. So the I think the solution to that is exactly what you said, where we have different divisions within each rap category, because it's not like, I guess it's not really fair to judge people based off of the same shit. Like Uzi's album, I would say Uzi's and Travis's albums are similar in what they do for people. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't say Killer Mike and Nas are the same as what Travis and Uzi are doing. Like at all. They're completely different things.
1: Yeah, they're both shit.
0: <laughs> well, they're not shit. They're, they're actually good albums. They have good lyricism, good writing, good stuff like that. Oh my God. <laughs> Mike's just being a hater.
1: I do not like King's Dead 3, bro. I listened to the whole thing. I did not like Killer Mike's album. Bro, that shit's boring as fuck, bro. <laughs> if, like, if I'm trying to listen to this story and I'm, this can even go back to Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. You know me, bro. I'm one of the biggest Kendrick Lamar fans there is. <laughs> yeah. That album's a listen once. Cool. Dope fucking story, dude. I'm not fucking bumping this shit on Ox ever fucking again, dog. Same with Killer Mike. Cool. Listen to it once. Uh, yep. Good lyricism. Good story. No fucking replay value. I'm not fucking listening to this shit. I'm trying to get hype when I'm driving to fucking work. I'm trying to get hype when I'm driving around. I don't want to fucking listen about you fucking playing with rocks and jumping jacks and having to fucking earn bread. I don't give a fuck. Oh, shit. (laughs) But I understand entirely what you're saying. If we split it up into categories, lyricism alone, yes, bro. He shits on all of the other rap albums because that's not what rap is anymore. It's all about fucking beats and hype music. Yeah. And the thing is, though, like... But that's what even I mean. Even if Travis didn't win, it should have went to fucking Metro. And even if Metro didn't win, it should have went to Drake. Yeah. This fucker was literally like the last pick. If we're talking like modern rap view. Yeah, yeah.
0: Cause the way I'm thinking about it now is that really, I think if you put anybody behind the microphone of behind one of these songs, again, like I said with the Kanye thing, if you would have sold those songs, they would have done probably a lot better than what Vultures did now. Like, it would have been fucking lit and people would have been like, holy shit, this is fucking nuts. But, he didn't do that. So I think if you, I think you could really put just about anybody behind the, the songs nowadays and it'll blow up. Like, it'll be good.
1: 100%. Yeah. It's all an image thing. Think of yeah. Playboy Cardi, bro. That guy sounds fucking stupid. Yeah. that I don't know a word that he's fucking saying. I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you one word to coming out of that fucker's mouth. But the beat behind him in a lot of these fucking songs is so fucking lit, so fucking hype, I'm bobbing my head to this dude just going, (speaking) (speaking) And I'm like, ah, (laughs) fucking floating, because the beat is so good. But that's just the sad truth of rap. That's just how
0: rap is now. So going back to what I was saying, do you think we should judge it based off of the producer then? That makes the beats instead of the person that raps?
1: Oh yeah, I think we should definitely give producers more credit.
0: But just based off of, like, whoever makes this beat or whatever... Is Is the owner of the song. Is the owner of the song. Because, like, that's what it sounds like rap is more about. (laughs) Mm.
1: No, I definitely think you still got to give the performer. Because they're the ones that provide, like, the aura to the song. Because, like, Metro Boomin... Bro, he... Fire, one of the greatest hip-hop producers ever. Yeah. If he doesn't have, like, those big-name performers on those beats, they wouldn't do well. Like you still got to have some sort of ability right if we got someone just off the side side of the street and then put them behind metro a metro booming beat yeah it sound like shit it sound like shit still
0: yeah the 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 beat doesn't
1: fully fully carry but it does a lot it can make someone that's a bad rapper a good song but it can't come it's not everything like you still gotta you gotta have some sort of you have to at least have a good sounding voice too yeah because like even with travis like i honestly just really like the way his voice sounds like the auto-tuned aspect of it and like the way it sounds i think it works so well with like the beats and like this the like almost like astronomical beat sound that he usually tends to go for yeah like his voice is really what carries it not even like his rapping ability but if you have someone with just like a shit voice and like they sound like a squeaker but they're a good rapper on a good ass beat it's still gonna sound like ass you think so like, one, if you have someone with, like, a very squeaky voice and, like, it's not very aesthetic to listen to, but the beat is on 10, it's, like, a little tough. Like, and, but, like I said, though, Playboy Cardi is... Thugger
0: that. is also another one. Gunna is another one, too. Nah, we'll bro, decide. Gunna's
1: good. Bro. Gunna's fire. I fucking, I'll vouch for Gunna. I, you don't have to like Gunna, and the people listening might not. I'll, I'll fucking vouch for Gunna. Go all if anyone wants to be put on to some fucking fire ass gunna hit me up and I will get you to change your opinion about gunna. I, I want you to it. name five words in one song. Off what song?
0: No, 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 no. I'm talking to the people, not oh. you. Listen to one song off of the first listen. Name five words that are said.
1: I guarantee you, all of you motherfuckers can sing "Drip Too Hard" word for fucking word. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. One, <laughs> you can't really though. understand him but you listen to that song enough bro you fucking you know that shit word for word bar well, that's for that's
0: bar. what i'm saying though is that like you in my opinion i think you can put anybody behind the mic and it'll sound really good it might might by really good i mean seven
1: yeah a seven I, aspect yeah definitely like rap has become beat heavy yeah. beat focused i'd say for it's sure. like probably 65 and then the rest would be the rapper yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah guess, yeah that's, that's a that's, good, that's
0: a good, uh, actually. That's like, what I good, would, that's yeah. what
1: I would split the dynamic of rap today.
0: Yeah. Because then you hear people on shitty beats, like, uh,
1: what's his name? That's another, like, you have a shitty beat, though, you're just cooked.
0: Yeah, you're done. You could
1: be the best rapper on planet Earth. But if, if that, I can't bop that, my fucking If head. the beats ass though, it will n- never, it will never hit. Yeah. You can put Eminem on the shittiest beat in the world, and it would be the worst song ever. Yeah that's just the truth and he's one of the greatest lyricist rappers to ever fucking touch a mic yeah the beat is is 65% of the song yeah back in the day 90s it was like 50-50 yeah the beat
0: was kind of okay you had to come up with like a cool little beat with like a little bit of techno in it and then you had to rap good during
1: the the clout rap era like Lil Pump Smoke Perp I would say the beat was probably 85% yeah of the song now we've kind of swapped a little bit back it's gone back a little bit But that's how rap changes, you know? It's, it's always going to change. It's not gonna just be gangsta hip hop all the time. Yeah. It's like, that's how it was started and we'll always respect that shit. And I will still always bump gangsta rap. Yeah. But that shit just won't work anymore. With like the kids that consume this shit anymore. Yeah. And me and Dee were discussing this, like, that's why Drake is so relevant is he's in with the kids, bro. Yeah, oh yeah, Drake. Yeah. We Drake. With Drake the watches media. He watches streams. He's he's always in at whatever's popping, and he caters his music towards that crowd to always stay on top.
0: Yeah, because like
1: he, everybody always says like bring
0: back the old Drake, but he knows that the old Drake wouldn't sell as good as the new Drake does. It wouldn't. Yeah,
1: it wouldn't. Same with G Easy, That Fuckers cooked. Yeah, see, like
0: <laughs> I was even listening to like the old stuff, like his old mixtapes that are still fucking on YouTube, and I was like. Damn, this shit's so crazy to listen to nowadays.
1: Yeah. It's fucking wild, bro. On to the main main topic? On to the main? Yeah, let's roll. All right, let's fucking get it. The way I have it set up is I have it like kind of chronological and history timeline. So I have it from like the oldest woman that I have on then all the way down to like the most modern. Like that's actually still currently living.
0: I didn't do mine like that. And that's fine. I just looked up randos.
1: Yeah, no, that's fine. But uh, you want me to go first?
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: Okay. <laughs> this chick is older than shit, y'all. <laughs> but she's a fucking badass. Her name is Kutulan. Born in 1260. <laughs> the fucking 1200s. She was a Mongolian princess, and she was a skilled warrior from the 13th century. But the thing that made her like so world-renowned was her strength and her, her like, wrestling ability. She was always in tournaments, and she would always go against, like, men and shit on them, bro. For, like, ever. She was never fucking beat. She had so many, like, all of her prizes were usually horses. She had, like, fucking hundreds of horses from all of the wrestling tournaments that she would win. But one of the things that I thought was interesting with her is she refused to marry anybody unless they could defeat her in a wrestling match. But uh no one was ever able to fucking beat her so she she fucking yeah, never got married she
0: fucking nuked herself then
1: no guy was ever able to fucking beat her ass nuked
0: herself bro yeah bro she died a lonely bitch
1: with fucking hundreds of horses but Don't, that's bad badass though that she fucking Clydesdale's too bro oh yeah but For the sure. fact that she beat every fucking dude that she ever fucking fought is insane bro Props to her, man. That's fuck, that's a little fucking crazy. It's a little like, but you gotta think back then, like during that time period, bro, people were fucking savages, bro. So I bet you she would fuck them up. Like she wasn't like, Oh, tap out. I'll let you go. She was probably literally like grabbing them by the fucking necks and like breaking their fucking arms and shit. Like <laughs> she was probably ruthless as hell. I, I, okay. I wish like there was like picture. Like I didn't, I didn't look like, it up. You want to see like, I want to see how fucking big she was, bro. What was her name? uh kutulun k-u-u k-h-u-t-u-l-u-n she was probably like andre the fucking giant level size then
0: holy shit let me see nah the way they portray her in here it doesn't look like it so she
1: was just a badass
0: like i'm looking she's must be like mongolian or something
1: Yeah, she's a Mongolian princess. Okay, cool. That's another thing that made it really interesting. was like, she was a princess, bro. Whoopin' ass.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to look it up right now, guys. But she really does just kind of look like she's the shit. Like she fucked people up.
1: Yeah, just like...
0: Like this is an ancient painting of her.
1: Oh, yeah, she was was just a badass.
0: Yeah, she... Was just fucking dope. She wasn't like big or bulky or anything, but truly, she was just like a lady that would fucking kick. She was Ronda Rousey back in the day.
1: Yeah, she also served as the key military strategist and advisor to her father. So she also was a played a crucial role in like military campaigns. She was also like a war general.
0: Damn. What a fucking G. <laughs> for
1: fucking real, bro. Especially in the 1200s when like... I always see why feminists like
0: do their little movement and shit. When you can have bitches that do that shit. Hell yeah. Oh, sorry. No bitches.
1: <laughs> the queens, bruh. <breath>. The
0: fucking <laughs> goddess.
1: Nah, they're that bitch, man.
0: Yeah. Bad bitches. For real. D? For mine, I did uh <clears throat> This is going to be kind of... I thought this was fucking hilarious, dude, when I came across it. What? It's this bitch named Margaret Knight. She... So, back in the day, the way you used to get your groceries, imagine an envelope, but bigger. That's how people used to pack your groceries in, and that's how they would carry them from the store to their house. Yeah. This chick, Margaret Knight, came up with a machine that folded the paper bag the way it is today, to where it's like vertical, like a box, and then... Yeah, you could stuff shit in there.
1: So she created like the brown paper bag?
0: Yeah, the brown paper bag that we have today. Which I thought was kind of ironic that women... Like a woman was the one who created the fucking grocery bag that women carry.
1: <laughs> yeah, that it is was, funny. It
0: was also hilarious because like in the video I was watching, it was like Margaret and I like became an engineer, like designed it and then designed the machine to build it so it was like faster processing. They were like, save the country... Or not the country. The company... Th- Hundreds of millions of dollars because they, ha- they fucking laid off everybody that was a bag folder before damn. she made the machine to make her bag.
1: I guarantee you all those people fucking hated her for taking their right. jobs away, bro. Dude,
0: it, apparently it was like 30 people to fold a bag. What the fuck? <laughs> it was something huge like that. So she Okay, was so we needed tons. to fire those fuckers. You don't need <laughs> 30 fucking insane. people to fold
1: a damn bag. Right? She, she was doing a service. Shout out the queen.
0: Dude. I was I laughed though when I saw that shit out loud actually.
1: <laughs> what the hell? Thirty people. That's like 30. a war. That's like a war army. Bro,
0: <laughs> no, thirty people to make one fucking paper bag.
1: Damn. The fact that she engineered every aspect too of the entire inventing process, process. though, like, what a smart fucking angel. What a queen. All right, let's see. Uh, okay, this chick's actually kind of a badass. So uh, this chick's name is Ching Si, uh, born in 1775 and died in 1844. Uh, she was a Chinese pirate who terrorized the South China Sea during the early 19th century. Originally a prostitute, she married Ching I, a notorious pirate, and upon his death took command of his fleet, amassing over 300 ships and 20,000 to 40,000 pirates under her control. She was known for her strategic brilliance and ruthless enforcement of a strict code of conduct. She dominated the seas, extracting tribute from coastal towns, and defeating the navies of multiple nations. Her power was so fucking OP, bruh, that the Chinese government offered her a pardon when they finally captured her, and they allowed her to retire with all of the wealth that she had gained throughout that entire expedition, and allowed her to le- live peacefully until her death. Damn. They thought she was so fucking badass, they said, all that money you took from all those other pirates, it's all yours, we don't want a dime of it, take it, go live an amazing life. And she lived her full fucking life, rich as fuck. Damn. Tell me that's not badass, bro. Right, that's fucking dope, bro. <laughs> that chick is badass, dude. Ah. Uh. Who do you got?
0: I have another one that also made me fucking laugh. Cause this is hilarious, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> amount of shit that is actually, bruh. Okay. You can't make this shit up. This name's, uh, this uh, lady's name is Josephine Cochran. She's the inventor of the first commercially, uh, successful dishwasher machine. She invented the dishwasher. <laughs> and it wasn't even because she was washing the dishes. She was actually so rich that her biggest problem was that her workers were like accidentally dropping the dishes when they were washing them like they would drop them in the sink. breaking
1: like her fine china.
0: Yeah and she was like we need to make something so you guys don't have to fucking do this shit. So her dad was a civil engineer and all that stuff so she had like a good quality background to do this. Mm -hmm. So she ended up like, developing the dishwasher with high-powered jets and stuff and, like, high-powered and steam and, like, the coil that's still in there. So she made the very first one, and it was that way her servants or people didn't have to, like, hand-wash the dishes. But, yeah, kind of two back-to-back where women just kind of, like, really reinforce their fucking role, man.
1: (laughs) That shit is fucked up. That's funny, though, right? (laughs) That is fucking funny.
0: Like, bruh, only, only nowadays would we fucking think about that. I'm going to think about that chick every time I'm doing the dishes. I'm going to be like, thank God she came up
1: with this. For real, thank you so much. Right? Me as a mere peasant having to wash these is no more. <laughs> That's funny, though, that she had just the bankroll and, like, the fucking, you know, ability to just be like, yeah, we'll make this shit real quick. Whatever.
0: Yeah. Like her and, like, a little uh, mechanic, it says. Like, she drew out the designs and the mechanic made it work.
1: Damn. Yeah. So she was still very smart. Yeah. All right, the chick that I have, this chick's, I've I've known about her since, like, college because they, like, had to teach me about her kind of shit.
0: Oh, I think I know.
1: Yeah, bro, this chick's a badass. So Ada Lovelace, born in 1815 and died in 1852, a little bit of a shorter life than I think she deserved. Um, But this woman is often credited with being the first computer programmer. Uh, she lived in the 19th century. She was born Augusta Aiden Byron. Uh, she was an English mathematician and writer. She's known for her work on Charles Babbage's proposed mechanical general-purpose computer, the Analytical Engine. She translated an article written by an Italian engineer about uh, Babbage's Analytical Engine and supplemented it with her own extensive notes. In these notes, she presented an algorithm for the Analytical Engine to compute the Bernoulli numbers, making her the (coughs) official world's first computer programmer. She added a bunch of more contributions to computer science throughout you know, her life, and she's basically credited as being, like, the pioneer in the field of computing, so basically, without Ada Lovelace, we wouldn't have this podcast to record and send to you guys, you wouldn't have a phone to listen to this on, you wouldn't have fucking any fucking computer shit, so I have a big fucking props to her, she's probably, in my opinion, the fucking dopest fucking woman in history. Yeah, she literally created your job. Yeah, created my fucking job and created all of the things that I love, pretty much. Like, even in, like, my own hobbies. Like, without her, like, I'd be fucking bored, straight up. So, shout out to fucking Ada Lovelace, the goddamn queen.
0: Since we're on the computer science theme, there is one lady that I came across that also did some pretty cool shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her name's Grace Hopper. Oh, did you ever yeah, did you learn yeah. about Grace Hopper? They taught
1: us about her as well. She's a fucking G.
0: Yeah, she was uh, admiral in the Navy, but also made the first program that was able to take uh, take word commands. So her specific thing was, uh, she was instrumental in the development of UNIVAC. I don't know how the fuck it is. One. Uh, it was one of the first uh, commercial electronic computers and helped create the first com- uh, compiler, which translated mathematical code. Into machine-readable instructions. Yep. Uh, she also developed the programming language COBOL, Common Business-Oriented Language, which became widely used for business applications. Yep. So, also another go in the computer science industry. queen.
1: And that was back when they had to use punch cards to, like, actually convert the to the yeah. compilers into machine code. So rather than using zeros and ones, or in our, in our case, we just write actual English code and then the compiler converts that English text into zeros and ones. And then those zeros and ones go to machine code. And that's what actually runs the program. This is back before then to where instead of zeros and ones, she had to hand fucking punch the zeros and ones. So a punch would be a zero and then a non punch would be a one. And then that's how the computer would read them. And the code that she fucking wrote for like NASA and shit like that was like, Hundreds of thousands of punch cards to the point where a single piece of paper would stack up to the roof of by the computer. And there was probably like 60 stacks of them.
0: Damn. It's fucking insane, bro.
1: <laughs> We've came a fucking long fucking way, bro, but that's a good one. She's a queen for sure. Uh, this next one I have, she's like kind of like born in like the whole like wild west era. So she was born in 1832. And died in 1914. Her name, her nickname was Stagecoach Mary. Uh, her real name was Mary Fields, and she was the first African American woman employed as a mail carrier in the United States. She was born into slavery and she later gained her freedom and became known for her remarkable strength, courage, and skill with firearms. She worked for the United States Postal Service in Montana, where she braved harsh weather conditions, hostile encounters with outlaws, and the challenges of delivering mail along the rugged terrain. So despite all that discrimination and adversity, she had like hella respect from everyone. No one really fucked with Excuse her. Me. She she basically fucking would any outlaws that came and pulled up on her, she'd fucking cap their ass. So it got to the point where they're like, Oh, is that stagecoach Mary's coach? Yeah, don't fucking try to rob her. She'll put a bullet in your fucking eyes. She was she was a badass.
0: Damn. She kind
1: of reminds me of, um, the reason I kind of gravitate towards it is, you know the movie Holes, right? Yeah. Remember um, Kissing Kate Barlow? Oh, yeah, yeah. She reminds me of like her, kind of, but like the real life version.
0: Interesting. Uh, The lady I have now is, uh, her name's Shirley Ann Jackson. Uh, She was a black lady. She was actually one of the very first African Americans to graduate from MIT <clears throat> so that's pretty cool but she also did something pretty fucking great which i'm thankful for because I, I, i'll i decline your call if i ever see your ass pop up <laughs> she created caller id so she got the idea of like why can't i ever see who's calling me yeah so since people register with the phone book she thought why can't we just put this into like like you said like a data set somewhere and then once that number reaches me it also has attached to it this name.
1: It just does a big phone lookup and then looks yep. up looks up the name in the back.
0: Yeah, so she was the one who uh, did caller ID in the 1970s. So thank God for her.
1: Fuck, imagine if she was big-brained enough to just instantly be able to block spam calls. <laughs> I'm so glad they added that feature now, where it's like spam risk for calls. If I yeah. even see that shit decline if you really need to get a hold of me you'll send me an email or you'll leave me a voice message that's like i'm i really fucking need you bro <laughs> Fair enough. otherwise i don't even trust 719 numbers anymore they're all fucking spam all these spam fuckers use that area code as a way to get you to answer now which is crazy
0: so that means they must have like some fucking tower or something there that they're pinging off of
1: nah bro they're just able to make the phone number look like whatever they want oh really yeah Wow, it's fucked up. You can do that shit with email too. They taught me it in my data security class. If you just have access to like the mail server, you can put your email as anything you want, even though that's not your official one. I can make my email your actual email and still send mail however much I want. It'll still receive.
0: Oh, and that's how it'll appear to everybody? Yeah.
1: Wow. Even though it's not the official one. If you have access to the mail server, you can make whatever you want. It's all just bytes of data at the end of the day getting sent dang yeah it's crazy all right the next chick i have another technological queen uh, her name was Heidi or hetty lamar born in 1914 and lived till 2000 so one year shy of me being born uh, she was her full name is hedwig eva maria kiesler she was an austrian american actress and inventor she was born in vienna austria and began her acting career in czechoslovakia before moving to Hollywood in the late 1930s. She gained fame for her beauty and talent, starring in numerous films during Hollywood's golden age. Despite her success in the entertainment industry, she had a keen interest in science and technology, or STEM. During World War II, she co-invented a frequency-hopping spread-spectrum communication system with George Amphil. This technology originally developed to prevent the jamming of radio-controlled torpedoes, it actually was the foundation that needed to be laid for modern day wireless communication. So she basically invented wifi, Bluetooth and GPS. Yeah. So again, without her, we wouldn't be able to send this shit to y'all. <laughs> Another queen, bro. I-, I love all the ones that make like the tech shit, bro. Cause dude, that's so crazy. It's right. so, dope, so fucking dope. And that's the thing though. Like how the fuck have I not heard of some of these fucking chicks? You know what I mean? They need to be fucking represented because I want to know who the fuck created Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's
0: uh it's pretty crazy, man. I feel like they make like the initial shit. And then somebody else makes a bigger thing and it overshadows.
1: I think what happens is they make the breakthrough. The yeah. thing that's like, oh holy shit, this is possible. And then someone else just kinda takes it and runs with it and actually commercializes it. Yeah. But I mean they all they all do a part in creating it, but they definitely were like, have the breakthroughs, so they definitely deserve to be credited.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody, there's like plenty of people, I guess, that you can name where the guy went, made this major discovery, and then some other dude was like, bro, imagine if we kept going. Yeah. And then, like, it that further. same dude's like, I'm focused on this right now, man. This shit's big. The other dude's like, this guy doesn't know. And then, yeah, people just run with it. Yep. Uh Another one that I have is, her name is uh, Mary Curie so she was a physicist and chemist she made brown, groundbreaking discoveries in radiology including the isolation of uh, radium and polonium mm-hmm. she was the first woman to win a Nobel Prize and remains the only person to have ever won a Nobel Prize in both chemistry and physics so two different categories she's the only person that's ever done that
1: damn and, and physics is insane physics is like one of the hardest ones I feel like to win a Nobel Prize in yeah Holy shit! Pretty insane. Damn, what a queen. Damn, what do you think about the whole the Nobel Peace Prize? I think it's pretty cool. Would you say that's the most coveted thing to be awarded in, like, I guess science, math, literature?
0: Yeah, because I mean, truly, your life—you are not making really big money unless you are working for like a pharma company. How much do they give you if you
1: win the Peace Prize again? It's like a milli or some, ain't it? Let's see. I know they don't give you just a fucking little medal. I need some fucking (laughs) dough. Hand it over.
0: Let's see. Uh...
1: Or is it nothing, dude?
0: I don't know. It says, like... It's in... Oh, it's about 1.1 million USD.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Hell yeah. It's apparently, like, 11 million million Swedish kroner. Which
1: comes out to like 1.1 1. 1. 1 mil. 1. Hell yeah. Okay. At least they're getting compensated some fucking dough. Cause the metal's cool and all, but Excuse that shit's me. gonna just get some dust.
0: The other thing too is that it, the only thing that sucks is you're kind of better off being a soul. No wonder these guys take credit for it. Because if you have multiple winners, multiple people get the medal, you all split the
1: prize. Oh, uh, so they like to keep the circle small. Yeah. Eh, I, fuck that bro just go for the discovery whatever
0: yeah
1: yeah if you start off as a two-man team and make the discovery though then stay a two-man team don't be trying to fucking outsource and gain more people then yeah but if you discovered it all as a group then yeah the whole group deserves to fucking eat a piece of the pie you selfish fucks (laughs) all right the next one i have is a girl named sophie scholl uh, born in 1921 and died in 1943, lived a very short life, 22 years. Uh, she was a German student and anti-Nazi political activist during World War II. Alongside her brother Hans and other members of the White Rose Resistance Group, she distributed leaflets, or basically like newspapers, calling for the active opposition to the Nazi regime and its atrocities, as a German. Despite the risks involved, Sophie and her companions engaged in acts of civil disobedience, including graffiti, uh, the newspaper distribution, and raising awareness about the crimes of the Nazi government. In 1943, Sophie and Hans were arrested by the Gestapo, tried for treason, and unfortunately executed. But their courage and their defiance in the face of tyranny is something that I thought should be discussed and talked about, put to mainstream, because as a 22-year-old, to go against Hitler like that and knowing you're definitely fucking dead is kind of like... Something so courageous I wouldn't even do. Straight up. If you
0: don't fucking stand up now, that's what the fuck's gonna happen to us, man. <laughs> this pot will fucking get Mike and I shot in the back of the fucking head. <laughs> God damn. That's legit what would happen to us if we posted uh some of the shit that we say on here. Yeah, bro. We would be fucked up. So, share the fucking show.
1: God damn.
0: But yeah, cool, cool lady. I really,
1: I fuck with that shit. Good for her. I wouldn't have the balls, bro. Straight up. Most people wouldn't, man. Yeah, bro. I'd be one of those fuckers where the Nazis come in with the guns. They're like, tell me where the fucking people are. Or I'm shooting your wife in the fucking brain. Splattered on the walls. I'm blabbering, bro. I'm saving my wife. (laughs) And myself, bro. I'm trying to live. (laughs) I'm fucking blabbering my mouth. But this chick stood her ground. She's like, nah, what you're doing is wrong. And. She got fucking killed for it. So if she's going to go through all that trouble and get killed for it, I think we deserve to at least know her fucking name. Sophie Scholl.
0: Good for her. Good for that lady. Uh, I got another one. <clears throat> her name's Florence Nightingale and it, uh, her th- contribution was nursing. Yeah. She's so Florence Nightingale, known as the founder of Modern Nursing, mm-hmm. made significant contributions to healthcare reform and pioneered the use of statistical uh, analysis in medicine. She was best known for her work during the crimean war where she uh, imposed sanitary conditions in military hospitals and implemented measures that significantly reduced mortality rates among wounded soldiers now i did only know that like the sanitary shit so like thank god we had her yeah because that's why people scrub in and like we have like sanitary conditions we have clean rooms like we have all that stuff now that's all to stop infection and shit yeah she was one of the few people that started doing that and then like they were like holy shit how are your people living longer yeah like, like
1: why are they not dying like two weeks after the surgery
0: <laughs> yeah and <laughs> she's don't... like we just kind of clean up around here and they were like holy fuck man really
1: <laughs> yeah make it the standard please
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she did some cool shit good for her shout out to all the nurses
1: yeah no she's a clean bruh. yeah without her we'd all be dying no we'd all be living but just for only like a week <laughs> and then we'd fucking rot our insides would turn into fucking poison and we'd die we all have neurosyphilis at <laughs> the age of 10 <laughs> yeah dude all right the last one i have is the most current and she is still living today i know my sister was like had a little phase where she was like really into this chick uh, it's uh, malala uh i i'm gonna butcher her last name but it's <clears throat> yusavzai um but malala is a Pakistani education activist who gained international prominence after surviving an assassination attempt by the Taliban in 2012. At a young age, Malala defied the Taliban's ban on girls' education and became an outspoken advocate for the right to education, especially for girls. She co-authored the memoir, I Am Malala, and in 2014, she became the youngest ever Nobel Prize laureate for her courageous advocacy work. Do you remember reading her book in middle school? I never read it.
0: We read it as a class assignment, Mike. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. What class? Miss Sowards. Yeah, bro, I remember it. Cause I'm... I remember Greg reading and it being fucking dragging on for forever.
1: Dude, I didn't read that shit.
0: <laughs> Damn, I because <definitely, laughs> I remember reading the couple pages of it. That's why it fucking hit my brain, and I was like, was it? I was just it? fucking transported back to that. Did I desk. teleport you? Yeah, bro, I fucking zoomed back to the desk.
1: Was it good? From what you remember, was she yeah, it was, was, was fucking, she speaking
0: facts? Yeah, it was crazy. I do remember that. What they talked about her, like, she talks about how she almost fucking got shot, her fucking parents, like, I'm pretty sure her parents died and shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. I remember. But, you yeah, know. I never read it myself personally, but I remember when my my little sister read it, and she was, like, she was really into it for a little bit. She was, like, I love Malala so much. And I was, like, Halala, <laughs> <laughs> But she sounds like an absolute angel, and I'm glad she's, like, you know, still doing well. Yeah. Winning a Nobel Prize at 14 is fucking wild, dog crazy right like uh, 14 i don't know what the fuck i was doing not winning nobel peace prizes so (laughs) not reading the book (laughs) not reading the book and not winning the nobel peace prizes and shit definitely not getting fucking shot at by the taliban thank god yeah so malala living queen living angel another just not definitely not the last but one of the most you know influential women in history badass women
0: yeah i'll do my last one i guess uh <clears throat> The last one I have is actually a saint. Well, she, she lived and now she's a saint. Uh, Mother Teresa. So she was a Roman Catholic nun and a missionary. Mother Teresa dedicated her life to serving the poorest of the poor in Kaltuta, India, however the fuck you say it, <laughs> and around the world. She founded the Missionaries of Charity, an organization that provides hospice care, medical aid, and humanitarian assistance to those in need. Mother Teresa's selfless compassion and uh, devotion to marginalized, to the marginalized, earned her widespread admiration and a Nobel Peace Prize in 1979. And she's also a saint, a canonized saint by the Catholic Church
1: now. Describe for me, who's not very religious, what is what is? How do you become a saint? I thought you. Ha- I thought when you were a saint, you were like I didn't know you were human. Still, I key thought you were like, like an angel. i just i'm very uneducated in religion that's for sure
0: (laughs) no i know that like basically your life has to be like so a lot of saints and stuff you if you read about their history they're fucked up people like they back in the day they were womanizers beaters fucking bad people like a lot of them did a lot of bad shit the whole point though is that through finding jesus and doing all of that they turn their life around and they do like they use whatever's left of their life to create something immensely good. Okay. So that's kind of like the whole purpose of their life at that point. Uh, let's see. In the Catholic Church, the process of becoming a saint known as canonization involves several steps and typically occurs after the individual's death. Here's an overview of the process. You got to be a servant of God. Uh, the first step towards canonization is the declaration of a person as a servant of God. This usually happens at the diocese level. So like dioceses, are think of them as like states so to speak. So, like, there's states here, but, like, worldwide. So, it's kind of how that works. Okay. Uh, Venerable. After a servant of God is declared to have lived a life of heroic virtue, they are given the title of Venerable by the Pope. This recognition signifies that this person lived a life of outstanding holiness and virtue worthy of emulation by other Catholics. Beatrification. Beatrification is the next step of canonification canonization process in order to be a beatified a candidate must be associated with at least one miracle typically a miraculous healing attributed to their intercession the miracle is rigorously investigated by the church and if approved the pope may declare the individual blessed by the beatification ceremony so there's that and then canonization which is the end after this you're a saint uh, the final step in the process is canonization, in which the pope officially declares the individual to be a saint. For canonization, a second miracle attributed to the intercession of the blessed is required. Uh, like the first miracle, the second miracle undergoes a thorough investigation. Once approved, the pope can canonize, canonize the individual as a saint through a formal ceremony, typically held in St. Peter's Square at the Vatican.
1: Oh shit! Damn, there's a tough process, bro. We're not, we're not saints. So the pope is like the top, top. Since they're the ones that decide who becomes a saint. Yeah. The Pope is the leader of the church. And when there's only one? Yeah, there's only just one. Is Francis still? Yeah. They usually it, serve till death. Is it like passed down, like the heir kind of thing? Or no. is it like you have to earn that shit by just being like basically perfect?
0: Yeah. So like usually like most of the Popes and Priests are like kind of born into it sometimes they're like orphanages. So usually they come up, they go, they do good and they keep going up and it's kind of like a job. You work your way up to the top. But uh, usually when you're a pope, you're old, like you're like in your 70s when they finally make you, they choose you. But like it's all of the people of the uh, the cardinals that get together. Yeah. And they they pray about it and then they like write it down on a piece of paper and then they all put it into like a box and then like whoever gets the most votes there, like they pick like a couple and then they just kind of go again and they say these are the three that we're choosing from, write yours down put them again, and then then it's like, okay, cool. Then after that, they just have to get a majority vote on who they want to be the leader of the church.
1: That's interesting to me that the that role is kind of held the same way as, like, you know, a democracy. It's like, you vote for who it is.
0: Yeah, but only the Cardinals get to do it. Like, we don't get to choose. Right, yeah.
1: yeah. But it's still interesting that they vote on it. Yeah. That's dope. Hell yeah, bro. That That's was the last the one I had. Out. Do you have any more? I mean... There
0: are there are more. I mean, we could mention like Rosa Parks and like the hidden figures ladies, but I'm sure everybody knows about them and their oh, like yeah. contributions to society. Yeah,
1: Rosa Parks is probably the most fucking mainstream, straight up.
0: Let's see. I know I have a few more on here. Uh Queen Elizabeth I of England. Apparently <sighs> she was often referred to as the Virgin Queen. Yeah, bro, she never married. What
1: a queen. That's wild. Literally. And the thing is with her is that's what sparked like the divergence to like the royal party yeah since she never got married and never had children there was no one to be heir so she made like her cousin heir and so that like split it like split the families and it caused a whole new like you know family tree to go down in royalty because that reason alone
0: that's fucking crazy but her reign is known as the Elizabethan era characterized by cultural flourishing maritime exploration and the defeat of the Spanish Armada, uh, Elizabeth's leadership and statesmanship established England as a major world power and laid the foundation for the British Empire. So she's kind of the start.
1: Yeah, she's like the founder of that land and that.
0: And then they conquered everybody else, and
1: that's. She was the one that started that. And then we had to say, all right, you ain't taxing me on this shit. I'm going to this fucking land and I'm doing this shit on my own.
0: Cleopatra, the. What the seventh? Cleopatra the seventh is another
1: badass lady. I'd say she's probably the most like famous, well-known like name. Loki. Do you think so? One I of would them. bet so. One of them. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows Cleopatra.
0: Like the name at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was the last active ruler of the Tolmanac Kingdom of Egypt. It is uh, she's remembered for her intelligence, political accruement, and strategical alliances. She played a significant role in the politics of the ancient Mediterranean world, forging relationships with Julius Caesar, and later, Mark Antony, in her efforts to maintain Egypt's independence. So like, she was, and when they say relationships, they mean like she was like dating these dudes. Apparently.
1: Oh, she was fucking Julius Caesar?
0: Like, apparently. I saw a thing, so I looked it up too, because I was like... Does it mean, like,
1: relationships? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was, but like it political. Was,
0: no, like, they did have, like, a political front, but there are plenty of people, I guess, like, like little hidden scholars like were ser- writing about Servants it. and shit? Servants were writing it down on the scrolls, saying, like, Cleopatra stayed at Caesar's, like, his keep, and, like, that, like, she didn't come back till the morning, and, like, it was all this shit. So, yeah, they were, like, putting the gossip down on the scrolls, and, like, people were, have translated it now. And it's literally like Cleopatra going and getting her cheeks clapped and then dipping. That's
1: funny. That literally was like their version of like Instagram comment. Like, yo, she's cheating. Straight up. (laughs) Yo, he's cheating. And then homie got fucking stabbed. Fuck, bro. Maybe he got stabbed in the back from like his actual girlfriend because he was cheating with Cleopatra. Maybe it wasn't that other dude at all. It wasn't Brutus. It was his chick, bro. She was mad because he was fucking Cleopatra. I thought they stabbed
0: the shit out of Caesar. The whole council did. Like, it was a group, a fucking gang. All, <laughs> all, his, his, girl, all his
1: girlfriends, bro. <laughs> all his <laughs> the girlfriends? <bro. laughs> so they were pissed that he was fucking Cleo.
0: Oh, shit. That's
1: funny, shit.
0: Crazy, though, right? Yeah. And then, like, once, you know, he obviously fucking died. He had to keep up. <laughs> she had to keep that same thing going with somebody else. So she was doing it with Mark Antony, too. Damn, what a what a queen! She was willing, bro. She really sold her soul for her fucking country. (laughs) She was like, "Egypt will be independent, and I'll (laughs) fucking I'll do whatever I have to." (laughs) That's the truth, bro.
1: Bro, she was probably like, yeah. She seems like so mysterious and enticing, even just like the stories you hear about her. Because you know that she was fucking covered in diamonds and gold, bro. She probably looked dope. Remember, they they used to paint with gold on each other and stuff, too. Yeah, bro. She probably just looked fucking insane. Like, she looked probably cool as fuck. Yeah. So these guys were like,
0: damn. Like, yeah, okay, I see.
1: The same way we see, like, rappers or, you know, chains and shit, and they're flashing, we're like, holy shit, this guy's popping. She was literally full, solid diamond and gold. <laughs> just walking around, bro. Straight up. Damn, what a queen.
0: I think this is the last one. Emmeline Pankhurst uh, and the suffrage movement. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Emmeline Pankhurst was a British political activist who played a leading role in the women's suffrage movement. Her advocacy and leadership contributed to to women in the United Kingdom gaining the right to vote in 1918 for women over the age of 30. So you had to be 30 and older to vote. And in 1928 for women over 21 paving the way for the great gender equality in dem- uh, democratic societies worldwide. So she is the OG of making women like vote and shit, like making their voices count.
1: Finally, like getting them voice representation. Yeah. And so, what year was that you said? In the 18?
0: Uh 1928. 1928. Oh, in 1918 as well. Hell yeah. Holy shit. I, uh, I also, I forgot I looked up people that, I was like, Women who murdered for the right reasons. And
1: I-, <laughs> I looked up the same shit too. I was like, was there any like badass woman that like killed like the kidnapper and saved all of her children or some shit? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't see any like big, big like stories other than just like little ones that were just like, yeah, she went and like got her kid out of there. There's one of like,
0: there's one saying that Harriet Tubman was selling secrets about like the fucking Confederates to the Union and like led to multiple b- wars won. Crazy shit like that, and then uh, like in the Underground Railroad and shit. Yeah, like she like she was able to like hear the slaves talking and shit, and like you know just she got news from everybody, and then would sell that shit to like the Union, and was like, "Hey, I think they're gonna like hit this town, like they're gonna ambush you guys. Like you might want to get there first So she kill them the heads up. Yeah, so they would. They that's how they won. I guess a couple of wars or so, like a couple of little
1: battles that were going on. Damn, maybe gossip is good. Crazy, right? Think of how many of these are like gossip. <laughs> Dude. It's so funny.
0: This chick, Joan of Arc also. Do you know who Joan of Arc is? I've, I've heard always the, heard of the, the, heard name. the name. So she was a French peasant girl, claimed to have received visions from saints, instructing her to support Charles the Seventh and recover France from the English domination during the Hundred Years' War. Uh, she led France, <laughs> she led the French army to... Several victories and eventually captured by the English, she was tried for heresy and witchcraft and burned at the stake in night or in fourteen thirty one. While her actions were controversial at the time, she was later canonized as a saint by the Catholic Church for her moral convictions. Can,
1: and her moral convictions continue to be celebrated. Yeah, bro, the Hundred Years' War was insane. Can you imagine a war lasting a hundred years, dude? Fuck, insane. France man. and Britain, though they were, they were. They were both them, bro. Like, they were the two biggest in the fucking world. They were cracked.
0: Holy shit! There's a ton. I forgot I looked up so many fucking people because I was like, people who stabbed for the right reason. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I was like, why do we call women women? (laughs) That's what I started googling up. And then it was like gender theory and all this shit. And I was like, let me go back. I was like, what was I even looking up?
1: What? When was that word created?
0: When was the word created?
1: <laughs> or did you go back that far?
0: No, I haven't gone back that. It was way too long ago. Uh I think we're pretty much... Oh, Rosalind Franklin. Did we talk about her? How she invented the x-rays? No, no. Oh, okay. She was a... Uh, she worked on x-ray uh diffraction images of DNA. What year and was this? I don't know. It doesn't give me. But it was just, uh, x-ray diffraction images of DNA and was critical to this, the the discovery of the DNA double helix structure. Oh, yeah, yeah. By James Watson and Francis Crick. However, Franklin's contributions were often overlooked and she did not receive a Nobel Prize Prize along Watson and Crick. This is one of those instances where they didn't want to share.
1: Did they just leave her off the paper and shit?
0: I think so. Like, I think she developed the tech to like help them do it and was like, like alongside them.
1: So they had the theory, but she made the tech.
0: Yeah, like, without her, they don't discover it. Right. Which I think if that's the case... They needed to have the
1: controlled situation to prove their theory.
0: Yeah. Which I think if that's the case, you need to give someone some fucking credit.
1: Yeah, no, she deserved the credit. She got fucking bullshitted. But I think we're all good, man. I
0: think that's pretty much it. I mean, you guys are free to look up other people. I mean, obviously, there's plenty more from this of what I got.
1: Oh, there's thousands and thousands.
0: Fuck. Oh, okay, never mind, never mind. I forgot we're not doing that. Uh and <clears throat> i gonna have a special episode planned for you guys for maybe next time or in an upcoming episode mysteries or something like that we'll talk it out we'll get it all sorted but uh i have a pretty cool lady from there that i've fucking read into bro she has a whole paragraph crazy ass story dude she's got books of shit written about her like i'm talking tons of stuff episodes movies it's crazy oh
1: shit okay yeah stay tuned guys the next one Maybe the uh, upcoming episode is going to be unsolved mysteries, so weird ass stories of just shit that never really got solved. So that's what our plan was. But other than that, do any last remarks before I send us off? Uh,
0: no, like I said, guys, continue to share the show. Uh, continue to, uh, you know, just follow the podcast Instagram. Another thing, uh, we're nearing the end of this season. Mike and I might take a little bit of an extended break so we can get next season better, so we bring you guys a different form of content, and that's what I'll leave it at, but hopefully you guys are able to enjoy that and just kind of understand that this is what we do. It's going to be a little bit different, but it's going to be fun as fuck. Also, Lent is coming up. I'm giving up social media, so if you don't fucking see me on there, I didn't ghost you. Just text me. If you don't have my number, get it from somebody. If you can't get it from somebody, then we're not that fucking close.
1: Yeah, if you need to reach us, i ain't giving up social media so just hit up the off the rip pod i'll answer that shit Um, (laughs) but without further ado i appreciate you all for listening all the loyals shout out to you thank you for always coming back and all the new people feel free to share it you know if you enjoyed what you listened to and you have some friends that are bored on a road trip or you know you're just doing homework and you want to you know listen to mine and d's beautiful voice talking about random bullshit that doesn't really matter then pop us on, you know, spread the word. But without further ado, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Off the rip. Let's go.